Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Big Bad Figcast. I'm your host, Brett, also known as Geek Over 40. And if you're sticking around today, we are joined by three special guests. One is one of my co-hosts, Nick, Brick Cinema. Say hey. Hey. And my bestest friends in the whole wide world, as of McFrayer, Virginia, uh, Denise, also known as Brick Chick. And last but not least, our celebrity guest, Joe from Citizen Brick. <laughs> Lego celebrity. <laughs> Lego celebrity. Um, I would say you're a celebrity based on the video that we shot. Uh, we'll go over <laughs> that later in this podcast. But yeah, I think I think we've hit the definition of viral. So. Brick Fair, Virginia, it was my first one going where I could actually run into somebody that I knew. I loved it. It was great. I would like to start off with figuring out how long did you guys travel to get here? For me, it was 30 minutes. So I really can't complain. Joe, how long did it take you to get here? Uh, it was about a uh, 12-hour drive. I did it in two, two six-and-a-half-hour blocks. Stopped for the night. Oh, good, good. I was going to say, don't please don't drive more than eight. <laughs> I don't want to hear about a minifigure splashed all over the yeah. highway. Yeah, yeah, that's my limit. Uh, Denise, how about you? You, you? you probably hit the record here. Um, my flight took about five hours to get there. Five hours, but... For those who may not remember, Denise is joining us from Canada. So go ahead, Nick. How long would it take you to get here? It was about an eight-hour drive um, after I had to stop. So. Yeah, and you you made the decision like at the last minute, right? Yeah, it was uh, last minute. I had stuff planned that weekend, and then I realized I could come to the early days. So I bought the ticket on vacation and then took off work. And as soon as I got approved, I went basically the day that was the day before. And then I drove through and got there Wednesday. Yeah. And then you left like the next morning. Yeah. I think I left Thursday. I left Thursday and got home at like one or 2 a.m. <laughs> it's insane, man. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, overall, everyone was great to see everybody, even though we all looked pretty tired. Was that everybody? I know you were at Rick fair, Virginia last year, but you two guys, that was yes. your first one. Okay. I think that's like my first one. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like my 10th one, maybe nine or 10. I can't remember. I've been doing it a while. I think it was only my third or fourth. And the other times I was with my kids and we were just average people walking by, checking out all the cool mocks. We didn't know anything about minifigures or customs or anything at the time. Now, I'm the only one on this panel today that hasn't been to Brick World Chicago. So I was curious. I know a lot of other folks were curious that have only gone to Virginia what do y'all's take on this compared to Brick Fair Chicago? Do you feel it's bigger, smaller, about the same? I I know the answer because I've been to them all. Okay. I want to hear what everybody's okay. impression was. <laughs> I'll tell you what I think. <laughs> I think, um, think Chicago was slightly larger on a larger scale overall. But Nick, what do you think? I'll be the host for a minute. I felt like scale wise. Virginia was maybe just a little bit smaller than Chicago, but not much in terms of footprint. But Chicago is a lot different because it's in like the hotels in the convention center. So it feels like you're living there the whole time. Um, then you can hang out there afterwards and, and kind of like go to your room and come back and all that stuff. So I think in that way, Chicago felt a lot bigger because of the scale of the whole facility outside of the 
actual convention. Yeah, I feel like you were in it the whole time. I that, I don't stay at the hotel in Chicago because I live 20 minutes from it. But I I think this is the first year. I could be wrong. No one's given me actual number. But my impression of it was that this was the first year that Brick World Chicago was the bigger show. That may not be true square footage. And it may, you know, it may not be apples to apples. It may have been the same amount of people in two different sized spaces, but it felt more congested and it felt a little bit, you know, the other thing is that the vendor part where I live is always in a separate room, kind of segregated off to the side in Brick Fair, Virginia. And sometimes that's a blessing and sometimes it's not. You know, you mostly just look at other vendors all weekend. But in Chicago, the Citizen Brick booth was literally in the middle of the convention center, like in the dead center of it. So I, I guess it felt like bigger to me because I was it was Lego show for as far as I could see. So, yeah, I think that's it. I think it may be. I think that that one has ascendancy. What do you prefer? Do you prefer being in the mix with everybody or do you prefer being isolated where, you know, the people that come to see you, you know, they're coming because they came to buy. I I'm always going to prefer Chicago only because it's the hometown one and I can bring everything, you know, I, I can come better prepared to that. It's home field advantage, you know, but Virginia is the one that I drive to because I want to have as big of a presence. Cause it's a, it was, it's really like a flagship show for the, um, Lego community. So I wouldn't say anything bad about it. Both of them were fantastic for us. This has been a really crazy good summer full of shows. I snuck a trip into um, to Brick Rodeo down in Houston in between the two and I'm going off to Seattle in a couple of weeks. So this is like it's been a pretty busy tour for us for a couple of weeks. Two of them are really both of them are really huge. I would think based on my, my st- the stories I've heard from y'all and my experiences of living in this area DC is not too far, but it's far enough to be a pain in the ass to go to in while trying to visit Brick Fair. So I feel like Chicago is probably the better spot just because there's more to do. Like I'm really trying to get to Chicago next year. And I know this year, like Denise, you said you and your significant other and uh, Carrie and hers, they, you guys all went out and did couple stuff as, in Chicago as well as attending Brick Fair. And I think if I want to, like a better term, get permission to head out to Chicago to look at some minifigures. If I can say, tell my wife, hey, well, we're also going to go tour Chicago and do things, which she's been there and she knows the city. Uh, I think I'd have a greater shot than saying, you know, there's an air and space museum down the street, you know, like what we have here in Virginia. There's also Citizen Brick headquarters not too far away, which we're, we're, we've done an open house the last two years. And I think we're trying to make that uh a permanent part of the program. I don't know if it's going to be an official part of the Brick World programming. I'd love to do like a satellite thing attached to it officially, but like a live stream. We're, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, we'll definitely do an open house again next year. So if you if you come out of Chicago, I can definitely give you the grand tour of our place. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. I'm not even going to argue about which convention has better food because you know it's Chicago. But, yeah, you know, I mean, we got a chance to go out. <laughs> we got a chance to go out to dinner. You know, Lazy Dog yeah. was good. Was it not? It was good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you guys, uh, I think some of the black market folks, the modders, they brought actually one of your Hooters figs to Hooters. Yes. <laughs> I, I saw that. <laughs> I'm not sure how it was received, but I'm sure they loved it. I think they were just excited to talk to a girl. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of, 
See, the reason why I thought I thought Virginia might have been the, the smaller of the two was because, like, Nick, I know I'm going to pronounce it wrong. The new Hashima. Is that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they brought their build, their famous build from Chicago over to Virginia, but they only brought a third of it to put on display. Mm-hmm. And I didn't wasn't sure if that's because Virginia was considered the lesser of the two or just because it's probably a pain in the ass to assemble and travel with. But I mean, it's still impressive nonetheless. But that, that was to me the keynote that made me think that, okay, maybe Virginia is not as big as Chicago. Yeah, I'm not sure what all went into that. I know that that was the first time I believe maybe ever that all of the people from that group or that many had been together. So it was kind of a, I think the line was like, you only knew Hashima once or something, <laughs> but like, but that was the big one. So they'll do parts of it, you know, throughout the year, but that was kind of everybody getting together for one. Yeah. And they one. said that they were trying to get into a museum. So that'd be really cool. Yeah. Anybody yeah, who's listening, who doesn't know what we're talking about, that mock has like 80 people's work in it. And it's bigger than like my first apartment. It's gigantic. Several it's uh, countries yeah. involved. And yeah. Um, yeah. one of our good friends, TJ Bricks, shot video documenting it. And they're on his, uh, I'll put a link in the show notes so you guys can see the the reels that he put together because he's like a professional videographer and whatnot. And so obviously it's like beautiful. And it's the one I didn't stay for the World of Lights uh, on Friday night because I was just exhausted. And um, that's the only thing I probably would have wanted to have seen. But I was just, I was just too tired. It's crazy how it can be exhausting to like hang out with like old people and like walk around a small. I was mentally, physically, (laughs) and spiritually exhausted by Sunday night. I was so done. I almost didn't go to work on Monday. (laughs) Um, I feel you. I enjoyed my three-hour wait at the airport, just like not talking to anybody. (laughs) But it was, it was awesome. It was like, was it Thursday? Your flight was supposed to fly out. Your no Friday. Your flight got canceled. So Denise hits me up on WhatsApp. She's like, oh, my flight got canceled. Bummer. I'm like, Rick Fair? <laughs> so <laughs> I'll come by and pick you up in a few minutes. <laughs> so, I went back to sleep after. <laughs> I was like, let's do Rick Fair. So, so um, can, I, but no. can I ask a question? Go ahead, Joe. I'm, I'm yeah, only, I, I talk about these shows with other vendors mostly. I'm on a couple of message threads with people going, how was that show for you? Would you like, you know, we talk like, carnies that travel from town to town and talk about logistics and parking and you know good restaurants and that kind of stuff but as i never really get the perspective of people from the fan side of it or the customer side of it whatever you have i hear a lot of talk people come to me and go you know want to talk about citizen brick in relation to these shows whether these shows are primary you know, venue for getting stuff or, and they're not, I mean, our website would be, but to me over the years, it feels like the conventions, they've kind of ebbed and flowed. There's a lot of them. There's fewer of them than there were a couple of years ago, but overall there's more of them than there used to be 10 years ago when I started. So it seems to me that you can almost go to a Lego show somewhere in your vicinity, you know, we don't go to all of them, obviously. We go to maybe the big five ones that I mentioned. But as collectors, do you guys feel that like, oh, this is like a must-see destination. I'm going to work this into my summer plan every year. Or do you feel like, man, I saw it. I can kind of skip it next year. If I wasn't involved in the customs community and a customer of Citizen Brick, I would have been like, I can skip it. Mm, but after the last two years of building community, and this is what I, 
I mean, so like when I registered, so I registered a mock, which because I thought I needed to to get early access. I didn't realize you could just, you know, buy <laughs> buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. I thought it was part of the package deal. And I had to reach out to support saying, I don't know how to classify my mock because I'm not part of any Lego user group. And these were all, these were like, who you belong to? I'm like, I'm just a person, which is why how I wound up on the miscellaneous table. <laughs> but um, I, it really is about community. I mean, if you're just somebody who likes looking at Lego b- creations, you can do one and done because I did see some things that I usually see every year. I saw a lot of new stuff too, but mostly a lot of, a lot of the same. If you are part of a community, I think that's where it comes into play because it was all about people connecting with other people that had a passion or they knew each other only through online. Like myself, this is my first time meeting Nick and Denise in person. And it felt like I already knew him for 10 years. I miss these guys terribly once they left because as, as adults, it's a lot harder for us to find people that we can talk to about this stuff, even more so in a niche community like Citizen Brick and Bigs and Customs and all that stuff. Uh, I would say if I didn't have community, if I didn't feel like I was a part of the community, if I didn't know anybody, yeah, it's a one and done. And even if you weren't there, Joe, I'd probably still go if they were all going as well, just because and I met so many people that have got to know me as Geek Over 40 over the last few years that have been going to Brick Fair that I didn't know. Last year, I knew one person that went there. This year, I had people coming up left and right because um, for those who may not be aware, I got a hat with my logo embedded in uh, embroidered on it. Best investment ever. People were able to spot me. They pulled me out. But yeah, no, I got to see a lot of people that I probably would have never met in person had I not gone to Brick Fair. So that's my motivator for going. That's why I want to go to Chicago. I mean, obviously it's to mm-hmm. go buy more CB, but it's also to see you personally. It's to see Denise, to see Nick, to see Carrie, uh, to see Zach, and all these people that I interact with all the time that I normally wouldn't have a reason to say, well, let me go drive you know, 10 hours. So short answer is, yes, it's worth it because of community. How about you guys? Yeah, I would second that. I, I think it'd be crazy to drive uh, 16 hours and take three days off to go just buy minifigures. Um, but what pushed it over the edge for me, especially as a really quick decision, was just being able to meet so many people that didn't make it to Chicago. And it feels like there's Brick Fair, Virginia, and there's Chicago in terms of um, or the community that I'm a part of and all the people that I want to see. And so, um, yeah, so it was really cool to meet everybody. And that definitely... That was a deciding factor for me, for mm-hmm. sure. How about you, Denise? I think for me, um, initially, it started with, you know, seeing, you know, what people can get at the shows on, like, just from online posts and thinking that that initiated um, me wanting to travel to be able to um, collect these maybe rare pieces. As soon as I started going to these shows and being able to connect with the people that I've been speaking to online for, like, well, a couple of years now and you know putting faces to name and building a relationship now i'm it's actually just that engagement has kind of pushed me to go to more shows because i've been having such a great time meeting all like all these people and it's not even about just buying minifigures anymore it's about connecting with the people in person and those relationships that i'm building so i'm having so much fun doing it and yeah, I don't know. I we're planning for a brick world, uh, well, brick world Chicago next year, and at first I was I was more comfortable going with my partner, but now I'm okay going alone because I've met so many people, and um, I will probably travel alone next year if my partner doesn't because he's not a collector himself. So 
for the record, I was never under the impression that everybody comes there just because Citizen Brick is there. I wouldn't recommend a 20-hour drive to go see us or a flight or whatever. But I do like that I, I'm happy to be the booth that people congregate at and meet up at. That's for sure. That's how I meet people too because I'm, you know, for every waking hour doing this, I'm not as in it the way you guys are in it. I don't talk online and collect and trade. I just make the stuff. So when people come out to the booth as a group, usually they're like, yeah, we're this is so-and-so Bricks. This is such-and-such Bricks.com. And I meet all those people and put names to faces too. That's my favorite part of the show too is I get to kind of like, oh, that's what you look like. It's nice to see yeah, my, my favorite part. I think I took more pictures of me posing with a plate of food with my friends. <laughs> we went out to eat so many different places and so many different times that I think I think I took more pictures of that than I did inside the brick fair itself. Yeah, my ratio of uh, selfies with people to mocks is probably three, four to one. Uh, yeah, because it was just so much yeah. more enjoyable to talk to everybody. You know, our our conver- our dinner conversation. That same night, uh, K Town. Okay, Town. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we got Ethan. Uh, Ethan went out, got there late, so he was off for dinner. So we went and hung out with him and learned his life story, which was fascinating. We're going to get him on the uh, podcast. Those moments were the best, honestly. The sitting at the table after we raided your booth and just talking and sorting, that was fun. I mean, that was something I would have, I'd never done at a brick fair before. Yeah, I don't get yeah, too many hours people. off. I, I rarely go out to dinner with anybody but the Citizen Brick team just because it's usually it's exhausting a lot of times. Like the show itself is really exhausting. I had the best time with you guys. Thank you so much. But usually like we end up eating the same place every time and I never do the after hours. It was years before I even knew what World of Lights was because that happens like way past my bedtime. Like when the public leaves, we usually shut down the booth because I've been on my feet for all day at that point and all the kind of like adult swims and drinking games and all the other things that happen, you know, in the, the after hours at the Lego shows, I haven't seen any of that. I don't know. Yeah. So I have a slightly different experience than if you were like, Oh no, we're all, we all tourists. don't do it either. <laughs> we're, we're, we're all tired too. I'm a little too old to be yeah, playing, yeah. doing Nerf gun wars in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. Lego shows are more crazy than, you know, like the general population would think they are like a lot of programming. Yeah. I, uh, I, I kind of regret not participating in some of the brick fair stuff. Um, they had bingo where they were giving away sets. They had all these things. I watched the, uh, the bridge competition once this one kid won. That was great. They ran out of weights to put on it. So mm-hmm. they had to start pulling bricks out from the bottom in order to make it, to make it collapse. And it was like a seven year old that won. It was really cool. Hmm. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, there was a lot of programming in that little booklet I was not prepared for because I was just like, well, I'm just here to see my friends, um, <laughs> here to buy some figs. But I think next year I'm going to try and participate a little bit. Hey, congrats on your mock winning award. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that mock man. So for those who follow me on Instagram, like last year for Nick and Carrie's fig barf bash contest. Um, I made a mock of a hot dog robot scientist with a lab making a hot dog monster using like CB's hot dog head and robot parts, the computer parts, the hot dog costume, the Michael Jackson thriller head. It was, it was an amalgamation of a bunch of crap. And it's like a little vignette. Like I said, I was on the miscellaneous table. I, you know, it is what it is. I just put it out there to, for this, cause I thought I had to. 
And then on uh, Saturday, there was a little placard next to it that said nominated best, best vignette. And then like later on that night, I get an email saying, don't forget to vote. I'm like, oh, we got to vote for this. I thought it was like judges or something. I really didn't pay attention. So I spammed everybody. So, so one of the benefits of networking and meeting so many people and getting their calls, I was like, hey, guys, I need your help. And then whatever happened, happened. And uh, it won best vignette. Thanks to everyone's voting. So those listening that voted, so I appreciate came, it. Came out of nowhere, unaffiliated with any lug, just like a stranger on the horizon. They put you on the miscellaneous table, which is uh, using using non-official Lego bricks, <laughs> which is uh, using the citizen brick parts. <laughs> and you, you claw your way to the top. That's a Rocky story. That's that's Rocky. Because <laughs> you call my wife, Adrian, you did it. It's a Rocky two story, I think. Right, a Rocky three yeah. story. Congratulations. Anyway. The best part was they took the picture that I submitted from the mock, which was the picture I post on Instagram with all the light effects and stuff from Photoshop. They post, they put that in the program. They put all the, for those who probably you get this program with all the rules and things to expect. And, you know, some of the, you know, the standard operating procedures, you know, for vendors and customers alike. And they have a section about, um, imposter bricks. And, and so I literally had to go to one of the workers. I was like, um, my my mock is below the paragraph about imposter bricks. Is this a thing <laughs> that I should be concerned with? They're like, no, 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 no. That's just arbitrary. We just put things in there to to break up the pages with some pictures. But they were really talking about like mega blocks and you know Duplo and all that kind of stuff. I was like, because so the guy I was about to say, you know, the guy sold me these parts. He's like got a booth here, so we're allowed, right? <laughs> this is okay, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that yeah, that was a really cool experience. That contributed to my um to my exhaustion at the end of all this, not to be a downer, but uh, I made clear to some friends that I had a funeral to go to on Sunday. So after all these highs, meeting such great people, posting social media, uh, buying all the citizen brick stuff and the mock stuff and then funeral and then go back and then more brick fair. And then that's why I was just like all those highs and lows, man, I was just exhausted. What a roller coaster. And you know, what's funny is uh, Ethan reached out to me two days later or so when I posted my little recap video and I tagged him in it and he, he said something along the lines of like, is it normal to feel this down about this being all over? He's like, I've never felt that before. And I was like, you know what? I feel it too, because we just, it was such a great experience to hang out with folks uh, that get you. And then, you know, it's just all gone. So it, so it went from high, really high to low back to high and then back to low again, really. And um, and that low hit after you're already drained. So it took me a little bit longer to recharge. Yeah, it's always a bummer going back to reality. But yeah, it's a nice escape to be in that Lego world for a while with everybody who gets Yeah, here. I haven't felt that since I was a kid going to like comic book stuff. You could just quit your jobs and just follow the conventions around the country like the Grateful Dead and just be a roadie. Full time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I offered to help load there the truck. You said no. So Man, well, not for us. That would be the dream, but I need the job so I can follow them around. <laughs> there are some guys so, that are just uh, like at every show. And and uh it's disorienting because you see, like, I just saw you two weeks ago on the other side of the country. Are you followed? Do you literally go to every Lego convention? And they're like, Yeah, yeah, we do. That's what we do. So there's time. Later in life you can retire That's and awesome. just follow them around. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I have to like uh, sell the house, buy an RV. <laughs> uh, yeah, the house or van. 
So we, we kind of covered Rick Farron itself. It, we all loved it. It's great. What would you say is um, like turnout? Because this is the first convention. Well, it's the second because of uh, Chicago where you post CB day modification, where you decide to regulate releases more sort of the conventions at this point. How, how do you think that all went down? Like, Oh yeah, this is, um, this is like an ongoing work in progress. I think we did do stuff a little differently this year and, and it is kind of connected to the fact that we did citizen brick day differently this year. And I think we talked about this last time I was on a podcast about why we did that. So I'm sorry to anybody for the lack of consistency on our part. We're trying to feel it out. But this time what we did is bring fully assembled kind of fig bar figures. We dropped some new stuff, none of which I kind of hinted what we're going to do. Usually what I do is just what we did in Chicago, which is bring the stash box, which is just all kind of random parts and people just buy the loose parts. This time we kind of pre-assembled them into combos. It just kind of started that way as a, we were playing around the shop and it kind of was super fun. Uh, next thing you know, we had like hundreds and hundreds of figures built and we said, oh, let's just bring them this way. We, we, we did bring full figures to Brick Fair Virginia, but it was like maybe nine or 10 years ago. And we had a little, we had kind of like shadows of what was to come with the crowd, you know, and, and but we hadn't really, I think I was talking to you guys like right before we drop stuff at this show about, oh, we should get one of those deli ticket number ticket things. And I was kind of kidding. And now I don't think I'm kidding anymore. I think <laughs> I think we're going to have to do some new security precautions. I forget. Did we, we kind of previewed, here's some figures we're going to be bringing. I think no more than our usual kind of stoking, stoking the anticipation. But, and usually at that show, I will say that as we set up the booth, we have people milling around waiting like what time you can open the booth definitely people like kind of on the perimeter waiting for us to open up and this time i think we were saying like oh we're not gonna you were driving in on wednesday and we're starting to sell stuff thursday morning i think i said like thursday at 9 a.m seemed like a reasonable time and and when the booth was ready to open there was a very sizable crowd around it which was kind of new in terms of size for us which was great. <laughs> That's all going according to plan as far as I'm concerned. But it was pretty clear that we didn't have a good way of, you know, you can't just put a handful of stuff out on a table in front of, you know, a hundred people that are standing there waiting. I think we need some sort of system. That's why the deli counter has a little well, ticket tape thing. <laughs> well, I think actually what you did was working at first. So starting from the beginning, you had brought out, the, the baggies, the Ziplocs full of random parts and whatnot. Denise was like the general. She just was like, Brett, this is what you're going to do. You're going to here, here, here. I'm going to stand here. And then Nick's going to be here. And <clears throat> just loved, loved the conviction. So I was like just following her lead. And so what would happen was, yeah, limited amount of space. You know, she's like, oh, well, look, this is where the empty spot is. The table goes to there. So this is probably where he's going to put the stuff because that's over the, got the, the figs. You got a cloak over it. And she had this thing mapped out. Loved it. So so you brought out the bags and then realizing there was some crowds, you brought um, other stuff, the molded, they have people ask for the molded parts, you brought the molded parts to another table and the other end. And we started self-regulating. You know, we, we started holding up bags saying, does anybody need this? Does anybody need that? We were passing bags back. It was very controlled. 
despite the fact we were shoulder to shoulder, not to butt, everyone was really polite. But yeah, so so with round two, I set out because I was like, I, I spent my budget. I'm done. I'm out. Because you were like, you're going to get in this? I'm like, no, no, I'm done. I'm done. Which, of course, I found money to spend uh, <laughs> later on that day and the following day and the following day. But for that moment, I was like, no, I'm done. I was like, I'll just whip out a phone just for prosperity. Just take a phone out. And the same thing happened. You know, crowd gathers. Denise dead set in the middle, <laughs> right in front. <laughs> Nick right next to her. And uh, everyone was just kind of bunched up, but it didn't look crazy. Everything looked like the same like round one. And then you put the thing down and just chaos. Someone <laughs> to your left, Denise, I've watched this video like a football replay like a billion times. It comes from the far left of the crowd. I think they reached in hard trying to get something. And that's what kind of shoved everybody forward. But as a result, Cowlin props for him cat like reflexes because that table almost came down and he caught he caught the shelf on the table you guys pulled it back and then with probably within what 15 20 seconds you were like all right form two lines you point i pick up and it was all back to normal again yeah, um, yeah that was crazy that was right time right flavor time excuse me yeah it's like there's a pruder film you caught you caught the most exciting moments of the convention right there at the perfect angle um yeah, it's worth pointing out. You have to kind of see that there is a part two of the video where, like, we reset and then we formed a line and then we had civilization again. But for that one second, it was like, <laughs> it was a little bit of a melee. I don't know if that was the figure first out one. Body experience. Yeah, I don't know if that ever happened at a Lego show before. And if not, then I'm kind of glad it was on our table. It's kind of cool. <laughs> but well, nobody got hurt. So, so that blew hurt. up. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, that blew up and not to like a million, obviously, but it hit like a thousand or two. And I was like, oh, wow, this is, you know, reaching through our circles. And then the next day I was reading through the comments and they were all widely negative, you know, because mm-hmm. the only thing people love more than chaos is, you know, anonymously bashing somebody online. So sure. they were all like, oh, capitalism or this is a shame on this vendor or this, these are adults or these, look at these virgin, all these, all these, all they're all virgins or whatever. Anything about the autism I deleted because my, I'm a parent of an autistic child and I just don't like that being used as a slur. Uh, Cause it's right. not meant to be a slur. Anything uses that or the R word I, I delete. So at first I got wrapped up trying to defend, you know, your honor and the honor of like one of my, one of my comments is defending Nick and it's gotten like 300 likes or whatever, but like, actually he's one of the nights cause they were talking about how you were grabbing with your hands. You were making the hand grabbing motion. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Look at that guy. It was, an awkward, it was an awkward pause as, as he was getting ready. Yeah, that was really, I didn't know that was going to be. And then you uh, smiled right at the camera, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, one of mine was the fans, like, oh, he's one of the nicest guys in the community, blah, blah, blah. And I realized. I made it to the minifigures. <laughs> I, I broke my own rule, which is never read the comments because it's just a cesspool. Yeah. And Johnny Broombricks also stepped up trying to, like, defend. I was like, dude, don't, don't waste your time. Just, just let people, they're just firing up their comment and they're never even thinking about this post again. Let them be. But yeah, the next that's, morning, that's... I remember I came to you upset. I, I'm sorry, real quick. I was upset. I was like, shit, I hope I did. I just, you know, put Joe in a bad light. I put the CV community in a bad light. And I was like, Joe, do you want me to take this down? You're like, oh, hell no. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> no, it's great. It's still great. I, I showed my parents. <laughs> I was like, see, I did it. I did something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I made it. No, 
yeah, look at me now, guidance counselor. No, it was, <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, now if someone had like been trampled and, and hospitalized, that would have been like, uh, you know, maybe there's something to those comments, but it was just, uh, a peak moment of, uh, anticipation, right? So we worked it all out. Nobody got hurt. Everybody got some stuff. No, no real fists were thrown. A couple of shoves, but let's just chalk it up to, <laughs> you know, excitement at the event. I'm happy that it was not a, a boring bread line. Next year, we're going to have armed security and we're going to have cattle prods and all that stuff. And the figures are going to be briefcase, you know, briefcase locked to my wrist and we'll do it that way. Yeah. You know what you do? You just take all your excess barbed wire parts, <laughs> just build a literal <laughs> stack them up as high as you can, build an actual mock of yourself. Everything will be everything will be a pre order. You'll you'll get a menu to your house a couple <laughs> weeks in advance and just like in sushi. Advance. It'll, be, it'll yeah. almost be like a mail order business, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was exciting. Thirty got us. I had last week a buddy of mine kind of fabricate a mini stand that i could travel with so that's what we're gonna have it at seattle because i think these figures are the way to go you know um and i want to be able to travel with them but we have yeah. to do that so did he do the thing when i was talking about like a grid system so people can like point like row a number five or whatever no or not that quite that easy for people that, to- that might be brick oh. fair next year and that'll be behind a plexiglass wall you'll just be able to like <laughs> lean against the wall and tap on the glass and point to that one that's how we'll do. Or a claw machine. No licking the glass. No licking the glass. Um, no, it was fun. It was, ex- it was a surprise to me, you know. And uh, my son was there, and he was like, "Whoa, dude, is this always like that?" I was like, "No, not always like this." But it did reach like a fever pitch, and that was kind of cool. <laughs> so a million views. Um, did yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's <laughs> you know, pretty. Not something to It was kind of crazy how it went viral because I told you I had a girls' trip right after the show. So I was out in the mountains and at dinner, and uh, my cousin messaged one of my other, uh, my sister, and says, Is that Denise in that video? It's like, <laughs> and he, and we're like, I was like, What video? And we're like, <laughs> Looking at it, like, Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. And he's not even a, he's not even a collector or anything, but, and he doesn't follow my Instagram account. So somehow, Wow. Spread to him and he saw it. So anyway. Wow. Let's put black bars like, over everybody's face next time. And that and that's how your that's how your family <laughs> discovered you're into Lego. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I have a secret identity. No one knows about Yeah. Me. Um one of my friends from work, she said a couple of her her friends have, have came come across it and sent it to her. She's like, Oh, I know the guy who did this. So it's that's pretty crazy though. But, no, um, it was cool. Yeah, no, it was a proud moment, and uh, I hope I can repeat it. Not not the the panic, but the the viral the virility. Yeah, I hope it. I can. <laughs> I think what people don't see um, from that video and don't understand is that that group of collectors, like at that moment in time, everyone was super friendly. You know, yeah. we there was nothing like. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I tried posting that. I amended the caption on the on that video to explain that, but people don't read. They just watch and react. And I was just like, oh, well. Well, we all have to. I'm not here to win the hearts and the minds of the internet. <laughs> it's I'm usually, and this is my fault. This is my this is this is the blame that I would like to assign myself. 
we're always a little self-deprecating. I am a little self-deprecating about this stuff. Like, oh, you know, I know it's it's super great that people show up and people want it. And somebody after last time I was on here said, oh, man, you're really humble. I'm surprised by it. I don't think that that's true. I think that just comes from uh, a dented sense of self-esteem probably. But I was like, oh, there's no way, you know, people would actually reach over each other. grab. That's craziness. So I'll just, I'll just put it on the table and everyone will shop and form a line. But there was a little, you know, I understand now why, you know, why there's some sort of protocols of how you, and this is where we have lines, right? Otherwise we just have. Well, I think, like and, I said, I think round one was very orderly. Everyone was, everything was handled just fine. And I think what happened was, although round one was orderly, everything on that stand went pretty quickly with mm-hmm. very little left over. And I think that's when the FOMO kicked in about what you're going to bring out next, because we're still in that transition period where we're learning about your, up, you know, your upgraded production cycle. Because, uh, I mean, by, by Saturday, even, it was clear that you weren't running out of figs anytime soon, because even on Sunday, you had that thing filled up again. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think the fever, the CB day fever that we were feel was still resident during round two because of how we saw how fast round one went and round three wasn't as brutal round four. I mean, I mean, it's just, and I think you mentioned on Instagram today, you put the teaser about how you're posting the leftovers on the site. You said something like 500 figs. Am I correct in hearing like, okay, you didn't have Um, 500 on display. So. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. So some of them, um, like the prisoner figs, we only brought a hundred of those to that show, but I knew I had another 400 back at the shop. So we didn't bring everything that we had pre- prepared in the shop. We just brought what I thought was going to be more, way more than enough. So it is kind of like a leftover sale, but we've also supplemented it with some stuff. Um, while I was in, while I was in Virginia doing our thing, some of the guys back at the shop were still making more figures. So some of the stuff that's going on sale as the leftovers was really, is really like new stuff that we have done. Plus we printed like six different new parts this week alone. So Seattle is going to be a totally different crop of stuff too. So I don't, I don't really know what's different. I think we've just kind of tweaked the recipe of how we're getting stuff out there and what we're, how we're selling it. So with, the mandate being like, I don't want to even get hurt. So I have to like make a lot more stuff. <laughs> and even just throw it out in handfuls over air, you know, like a uh, t-shirt gun full of minifigures and just shoot it out into a crowd. <laughs> but um, no, we have a lot of stuff. <laughs> leave a mark. So, that being said, you know, 500 figures is not going to last very long on a sale like that. So, no, um, no, but it does speak to the fact that there was a lot of worry about you having enough stock after shows to put on the website because, you know, there's still that international sect of customer that are worrying about getting a chance to get things. So like, here you go. This is the opportunity. Yeah, I think I said this last time I was on with you guys. Like, I, I don't find I don't think that there's any sort of value. Some businesses in some circumstances might be like, oh, you know, we'll keep them wanting more. Uh, I want to sell anybody stuff right then and there. So it's not, I will warn anybody who's listening to this or hearing it after the fact that this is a leftover sale. It's not like, it's not a huge quantity of stuff. 500 figures sounds like a lot maybe, but that's a few minutes of sale. 
So well, if people are going like, to put like okay. thirty figs into their cart because you know, they they need they want to hoard them, then yeah. I don't think I mean I don't think I, I don't think you'll have an opportunity. To do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to be. What's the word? Do you think it was cool? Yeah. I love that you did waves throughout the week. As somebody who usually in the past has been there, you know, after the preview days, it's always been a bummer to get scraps from different people. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was really cool. As somebody who came in to try and be there on the first day and then left, I was like, oh, shit. But <laughs> but good for everybody. And I, and I think really a fair way to do it because uh, it sucks to, you know, come back. Well, and Well, the randomness was done. great because like Sunday, uh, the first drop on Sunday, when you opened up, Joe, uh, Ficken Bricks got that translucent red loaf head. And then he also yeah. got another really cool head. And then I actually got a um, a red molded poop emoji head. These things were not available at all from Wednesday through Saturday. So the fact that Sunday you still have, you know, <laughs> like a better term, fresh, hot, tasty, Sunday, you yeah. know, <laughs> things coming out that, that no one saw before. I think that was great. I think what we'll do next year which we kind of made up on the fly is we'll be like, all right, booth opens at nine. Another wave will drop at one, another drop will three. And then we go home. And then the next day, you know, there'll be like segments that you can know when to line up and you can, the booth is open in between, but we'll put up more stuff like that at, at appointed times and get in line. If you want to, you know, and two figures per person, then you get back in line. So I was really, I mean, uh, you know, this isn't like UFC. Like I, I'm really, I, I don't know why I would be surprised <laughs> that custom Lego people were like, everyone was super good. Like, oh, there's a line. Okay, here, get in line. <laughs> you know, I didn't need any other additional security measures after that. But I just think it got caught on film and looked kind of crazy. But that's not really typical. Like, yeah, definitely even not typical even the Lego. people, even if you watch the whole video after you pull back all the figs, everyone's kind of like, whoa, oh, smiling, laughing. <laughs> it was like nobody was like curse yeah, each other the out. vibe was definitely no yeah. the vibe was still very light no one was like throwing scowls or bumping into each yeah, other yeah, or, it was just everybody know, got anybody. excited that's why i'm that's why i think it was great it wasn't like oh it was great and that one person got trampled to death it was like <laughs> it was just a, well it was, it was gonna, just someone got trampled it was gonna be denise because she was the shortest one there yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but you were throwing elbows yeah, no. you were fine yeah well, you didn't. You didn't. You I think didn't that get speaks hurt. to the community. You, you didn't get hurt, did you? Against the table? No. I think no. even if I got shoved, like it was, it was just it happened so fast that you know it, it was kind of you know you're kind of in shock, so you don't feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> the journalist took over. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So um, one one last thing, I'd be I'd be I'm gonna get looks if I don't ask this. You know, I'm sure you saw Wednesday night even all the way through Sunday up until even today, people were trying to already trying to put stuff on eBay for weird prices. Even as you did the release of the tubies on the site, people were still trying to list them for like 70, 80 bucks. Did you want to reflect on that at all? I mean, I know you have no control after it leaves um, your hands, but yeah, on the one hand, I mean, I, I know now I, at the time when I was selling certain things to certain people, I wasn't connecting like, Oh, this is the kid I sold this to. And this here it is on eBay. So I'm usually not that much of a d detective about it. I think it's a little clearer now that there were some guys who were just like, you know, that's their hustle. And I I think it's my job to be like, hey, have enough stuff for everybody. I'm still working on that. 
and then maybe close the gap between when it's available at the show and when it's available on line. And, and I'm not quite there yet. It's taken me like two weeks, two and a half weeks to get the leftover sale up. It's just logistics. But in a perfect world, we'd be dropping new stuff at the show and it would show up on the site at the same time. We're just not, that's a little more sophisticated than we can do right now, but it's a goal, you know. Well, it's a marathon, um, not a sprint, that, right? Yeah, and that would be the the way to kind of close the gap. So anybody putting stuff, but that being said, like buyer beware, man. If, you, if you're going to pay 80 bucks for a thing that's clearly on our website, you know, do some research. <laughs> um, you know, and, and for, as for those kids who put their stuff on eBay, it's like, you know, you can't hate the hustle. They... It's a free market economy. I just think, um, you know, as long as the right information is getting out there, if people are putting stuff up there and be like, oh, they only made five of these. And it's like, really? Because I got like a shoebox full of them here. Then that's like, that's not true. So, so I don't know. I'm doing, you know. Yeah. Well, I got to say, going back to community, back to the beginning of this episode, I've never seen such an online campaign assemble so quickly to help uh, spur potential victims of scalpers before like we would spot things on eBay and suddenly they were getting posted all over Instagram saying, don't buy this. There'll be more later at the show. They'll be online the store in a week or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got plenty to go. There was, there was a lot, a lot of that going on. <clears throat> and I appreciate so, that. I, I think that's great. Yeah. I not, I don't have the bandwidth, I think to really track that stuff down. So when people go, Oh, you know, it's going on eBay for like 500 bucks. I kind of, my mind goes to like, well, who's buying it for 500 bucks? You know, maybe don't. <laughs> so people can list stuff for whatever <laughs> they want. They do thousand dollars, but like somebody's, somebody else got to be there to buy it. And I think we do a pretty okay job of communicating. Like, don't worry, we have more. This is going to be online soon. You know, if I make something super rare, if you ever see something on eBay and it's a thousand dollars citizen brick thing, unless it's like, you know, crafted out of my wisdom teeth or something. It's not worth that much <laughs> money. So, you know, uh, don't buy it. I don't know what to say. Yeah. But yeah, I get it. I mean, so I think I, I, I think never want to be like, you know, I never want to dampen anybody's enthusiasm for sure. A certain part of that is like, that's the kind of fuel on the fire. I don't mind that, but yeah, I don't know. Just fire beware. I was, was going to say, um, I think as the as you continue to saturate the market and close that gap between when it goes on the web, uh, I think you'll probably we'll probably see more of a limited market availability for those who are peddling on you know eBay's and auction sites and whatnot. So here's the takeaway as I see it of the FOMO, like, like you guys, the intrepid people who travel to the shows from far-flung places come to the shows and get in person <laughs> that's the best way to do it come to the conventions that's my advice to everybody you know i think it's the most trip. enriching way to get them it i think it's you know, the most the experience fun. Take your summer vacation yeah that's the best way to do it so joe i had a question curious um are these fun for you still yes um more now uh because i think we're better we know what yeah. we're doing a little bit better uh, I got a pretty good system. My first one was um, Brickworld in Chicago, which was actually in Wheeling, Illinois in 2011. That was my, I brought like a tiny suitcase. I had like 25 figures, no tablecloths, no smoking machines and lights or anything. I didn't know what I was doing. 
And um, I couldn't believe, and actually, like, I didn't really know the community. So I, at the end of every show, I packed up my entire booth into a suitcase and, like, took it all home. Like, I didn't leave anything there because I thought, like, why would you ever leave this stuff in a room full of strangers? But I've come to find that the people in the community are great, you know, and not stealing. I didn't even want to leave my mock there overnight. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get used to it. I was afraid to leave my mock. Well, what's funny is when Uh, we... um, when when we when you left for the day and Denise had to fly out and we need to get the posters that we set on the set with you guys and you're like yeah just go get the posters we're like all right this is me walking by in the citizen book booth getting the posters yeah. underneath the tarp <laughs> it's okay everybody you I got Joe trip- my DMs this is <laughs> yeah you didn't uh, you didn't trip off any of the claims walking out with like six posters <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I think. Um, yeah, it's still, it's very fun. I get super, I can't tell you how much kind of like brain space I dedicate to planning the booth and I really like I draw out little schematics of it and I plan everything. I kind of like build the whole booth in my shop and then disassemble it. I really get into the shows. I love seeing the people. I love kind of putting the names to the faces. Yeah, it's it's gotten more fun for me, I'd say, as it's become more familiar. I think maybe that's it. Yeah. I love, uh, I look forward to them uh, all the time. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that pretty much covers everything I want to talk about. Denise, did you have anything you want to add or you good or? Uh, no, I think I'm looking forward to the next one. Um, and yeah, just getting excited about that and uh, many more. Cool. All right. Well, uh, Joe, I want to thank you again for coming out. Of course, you're always welcome back to the podcast. Um, I'm excited about some things coming up in the future that I'll hope to work out with you. And thanks to everybody who tunes in, uh, in the show notes, there'll be links to some of the things we talked about. This, this episode will air after the drop on the website this Saturday. So wish you best of luck in getting something, um, as, <laughs> as usual, uh, there'll be also links in the show notes to, um, help uh, fund this podcast and all my efforts therein. It's never obligated, but always appreciated. And until then, uh, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and I will see you next time. Say bye. 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 I want you on my rack. I want to make you ring. I want you to unwrap. I want to pull your string. Bring me the next shiny new.